Even if it means you're gonna suffer, it's the right thing to do. Confess him. Tell people about him. Show the world that you belong to God. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. Today on In Grace, we're going to be continuing our study of the life of Jesus, and we're going through the four Gospels chronologically. Uh, today, we're going to start in Matthew 26. We're also going to be in John 12, and we're going to talk about the first coming of Jesus. He came not to judge but he came to save. Now, his second coming, he will be judging. He's already come to save, so in that coming, he will be coming to judge, and those that have been saved will be coming with him. So today, we're going to examine a little bit more about Jesus predicting that he would be betrayed, that he would be uh, at the Feast of Passover crucified. And it's amazing that he actually said he would be crucified, and he said when he would be crucified. The, the death of Jesus was something that was part of the plan before creation, and that's amazing to me because that means that God knew all of the stuff that would happen. He knew how we would rebel. He knew about that first sin in the Garden of Eden and all of the millions of sins since. But he did it because he wanted to showcase his love to the universe. And that's exactly what the story of Jesus is. So we're going to get into that in just a second. And we're going to talk about some, some issues that are confusing to people. You know, the Bible says that if you confess Jesus, he'll confess you. And they think that you have to like tell someone that you believe in Jesus in order for you to be saved. But then they're confusing the gospel. So we're going to go through some of that today as well. And I think this is very, very important that we understand what is it that saves people? Is it faith alone, uh, belief alone, or is it something more? We're going to get to the bottom of that as well. Uh, we also are going to be doing some events in your area. If you live in Wisconsin, we invite you to the Milwaukee Area Gather in Grace event in the uh, Dayspring Baptist Church in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And that will be this Saturday. And then next Saturday, we're going to be in the Chicago area. For those of you that live in the Chicago area, as I do, uh, we're going to be going to Downers Grove, Belmont Bible Church. And you can find the free tickets and more information on our website, ingraceradio.com. For those of you that live all over the country, uh, we've had requests from Florida, from Texas, from California, and other places. We're going to get to you. So let us know if you'd like a Gather and Grace event in your area, and we will do our best to schedule one where we come to you. Uh, we want to meet you. We want to get to know you. I'll speak and uh, encourage you. And then we're bringing some special music and some light food. So we'd love for you to join us at a Gather in Grace event. Also, don't forget that In Grace does uh, travel opportunities. We are going to uh, Israel again in the end of February. Uh, we're going to Alaska in July, and we're going back to Israel next February 2024. And you're invited on any or all of those tours. So you can check that out at ingraceradio.com and then click on travel. There was once a woman who was arrested for shoplifting and the judge asked her what she stole. And she said, well, I stole a can of peaches. Can of peaches? He said, how many peaches were in the can? And she said, well, there were six, your honor. Hmm. He considered that for a while and he said, okay, 
The penalty will be one night in jail for every peach that you stole. And as he was about to bring his gavel down, her husband jumped up and said, Your Honor, she also stole a can of peas. (laughs) And so, my message is titled, The Story of Jesus, His First Coming, Not to Judge, But to Save. We are in the final few days of the life of Jesus. And believe it or not, we still have a lot to go in our study of the Gospels. The four Gospels and a little bit of Acts, we're talking about everywhere Jesus is mentioned, we're talking about his life chronologically, best we can understand it. The Gospels are generally chronological, but sometimes they'll do a jump back, a flashback in order to contrast something or whatever. So we're trying to go through the life of Christ and look at it chronologically. And a lot of people have criticized the Bible. They say, the Bible has all these errors. You know what? I've studied this Bible my whole life and I've never found one. There's only a couple, what seem to be a contradiction as we've gone through this study. I think it's only been two or three that we've come to and it seems to be a contradiction. But as we understand that each of the authors had a different viewpoint, we can now reconcile what seems to be a contradiction and it's not. It's very harmonious. And so... I'm excited to be able to study the life of Christ in this way because the Bible tells us that we are to be like him. We're to be in his image. And you've heard, what would Jesus do? And I know it's maybe a overused saying, but it's actually a pretty good saying because we should think like he thought. We should talk like he talked. We should act like he acted. Now, obviously, he's God. We can't do those things that he can do, and he was sinless, and therefore, that's, our, that's the problem, right? We can't be like him in every way, but we have the Spirit of God. For those that have received by faith Jesus as Savior, we have the Spirit of God that will enable us, if we walk in the Spirit, to be like Christ. So let's study his life. The last time that we were studying the life of Christ, we found that Jesus had once again predicted the day he was going to die, and the way he was going to die. We went through some of the Old Testament prediction of, of the Messiah and how Jesus fulfilled them perfectly. And what we're going to do is review that real quick. Matthew 26 and verse 1. And it came to pass when Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said unto his disciples, ye know that after two days is the feast of the Passover, and the Son of Man is betrayed to be crucified. Isn't that amazing? He foretold the timing and the way. What we're going to see later today is that they wanted to wait until the crowds dispersed so that they didn't cause an uproar when they went to arrest him. The religious leaders hated Jesus. They wanted to get rid of him for several reasons, but they couldn't do it during Passover because it would have caused trouble and the Romans were there in case there was trouble, right? So they didn't want to cause a problem, but it was predicted that Jesus would be the Passover lamb. So now they're trying to push against God's timing. And let me just give you a suggestion. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. 
So we're going to see how all of this is going to come together. But today we're going to start by learning the reason for his first coming, not to condemn, not to judge people. He came to die for and offer salvation to sinners. And I'm glad that that's true because I'm a sinner. And Jesus came to die on my behalf. He came to die and pay for my sins when he came the first time. Now he's coming again. The Bible's very clear. It predicted his first coming exactly And he came exactly as predicted, the place, the time, through the lineage. He did the things exactly as predicted. He dies the way predicted, but he's coming again. He's returning according to the scriptures. So what we're going to do is look at John 12. A bulk of the first part of what we're going to talk about today is from John 12. It's only in John 12. So sometimes the Gospels, all four have the same story, sometimes three, sometimes two. We're in one of those that just John gives us uh, what happened here in verse 42. Nevertheless, among the chief rulers also, many believed on him. Well, that's good, right? In spite of the negativity, just in spite of the chief rulers, the religious elite of the Jewish society who wanted him dead, there were some that believed on him. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. You know, that would be a really big deal if you were kicked out of the synagogue. It was everything. It would affect your whole entire life, your inheritance, your family relations, your job, everything. So this is not a small thing. If they said to someone else that they believed in Jesus, they would suffer. But does that mean that they were not saved? It says many believed on him. So we're going to wrestle with that a little bit. In verse 43, for they love the praise of men more than the praise of God. You know, certainly we should love the praise of God and not care as much about the praise of men, right? But that's our problem. We don't seem to get that. We always want the praise of men more than the praise of God. And that's what Jesus is saying here through John. Remember a few verses before what we just read in John 12, Jesus said that many did not believe, right? And that was predicted. Isaiah 53, it says in verse one, who hath believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? What is the arm of the Lord? It's his strength. So who believed the report? It's this idea that many of his kindred would not believe on him. And that's what it said earlier in John 12. But here in John 12, 42, it says many believed on him but they did not confess him. So the question is, were these people saved? That's the question. Now, if you've been coming to this church long enough, you know the answer I'm gonna give you, right? John 1.10. Let's back up in John, and it says, he was in the world, the world was made by him. Of course, this is Jesus, the Logos, the thoughts and expression of God the Father. He was in the world, the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. So that's exactly what John 12 was saying. Many did not believe on him. As Jesus was in his last few days of life, 
He confounded all the people trying to trick him. He did miracles. And he was certainly an incredible person, but many did not believe on him. He came unto his own, the Jewish people, and they received him not. But, verse 12, as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So what must I do to be saved? Do good works? Uh, stop sinning? Promise to stop sinning? Name all of your sins and be sorry for your sins? What is it? What do I need to do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. So how do I receive Jesus? It says, even to them that believe on his name. So to receive Jesus, you believe on him. And if you believe on him, you've received him and you are sons of God. So were these people saved that were still afraid to confess him? They did not want to lose their place in society and their families. And so they believed on him. They put their trust in him, but they were afraid to speak on his behalf. Were they saved? The answer is absolutely they were saved. How do I know? Have you ever heard of a man named Nicodemus? John 3. Nicodemus was in the Sanhedrin. He was one of these people that believed, was saved, but was scared to say anything. How about another one? How about Joseph of Arimathea? These two people believed on Jesus, but were afraid because they were more worried about the praise of men than the praise of God. They were saved, but they hadn't learned the importance of being worried about the praise of God. They hadn't learned that. Eventually they did, right? Those two people came and they took Jesus' lifeless body and put him into a grave. They honored Christ in that. And they certainly were public at that moment, right? If they're going to collect the body of Christ, they're basically putting themselves on the line. You're listening to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr., are you looking for an adventure that will take your breath away? Then check out Ingrace's new series, Amazing Arches, that explores the natural beauty of God's creation. From the iconic, delicate arch in Utah to the lesser-known arches in Arizona, Colorado, and Kentucky, this series showcases the stunning diversity of these natural wonders. But it's not just about the scenery. Amazing Arches also features Ph.D. astronomer Dr. Danny Faulkner and Ph.D. geologist Andrew Snelling, who provide fascinating insights into the geology and history of these iconic landmarks. Get your copy of Amazing Arches for a gift of any amount. And when your gift is $25 or more, we'll include the popular video series, Our Awesome Universe, Big Bang or Big God. Call now at 800-78-GRACE or visit our website at ingraceradio.com or write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. If you believe... You trust in him, you're saved. Now people will say, what about Matthew 10, 32, where it says, whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father, which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father, which is in heaven. See, if you don't confess Christ, he will deny you. Well, does that mean he'll deny you, deny knowing you, deny sonship? No, it doesn't say that. The context of John 10 is understanding to not fear what man will do to you. So as believers, as Christians, that was written to Christians in Matthew 10. Jesus is encouraging believers, sons of God, to speak out 
on his behalf. So when he says, I will deny you before the Father, what does that mean? He'll just deny you blessings. You could have had so much more, but you're going to be denied that fellowship. You're going to be denied that blessing. He's not going to deny your sonship. He's not going to deny that you're his child. Because once you're born, you're born, right? Is there such a thing as unborn? Nicodemus said, can I enter a second time into my mother's womb and be born? No. Once you're born, you're born. Sometimes you wish your kids weren't your kids, but they're your kids. Sometimes your kids wish they weren't your kids, but they're still your kids. Once you're born, you're born. When you're born again, that cannot change. Okay? So confess him. That's the right thing to do. Uh, Even if it means you're going to suffer, it's the right thing to do. Confess him. Tell people about him. Live your life that show the world that you belong to God, Jesus. And so that's what this is talking about. Some didn't believe, and that was predicted. Some did believe, but they were afraid. Nicodemus, Joseph of Arimathea are examples. But this is the age-old struggle between the glory of God and the praise of men. Stand with Jesus. But when you do, remember, it's going to be costly on this earth. But let me tell you this, it will be worth it. John 12, 44 continues. Jesus cried and said, he that believeth on me, it says Jesus cried, he that believeth on me, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. So when you're putting your trust in Jesus, you're putting your trust in the Father too. There's one God, Father, Son, and Spirit. Verse 45, and he that seeth me, seeth him that sent me. I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. Light is one of the most precious gifts of God. Light is a wonderful thing. I remember one of the darkest, longest nights in the world was a high school camp and we took all the boys, high school boys, out into the woods and we made lean-tos and we slept outside under the stars. And uh, we had a fire going, but eventually that died out and it was one of those dark nights. No stars, the clouds were covering. It was just inky, inky blackness. And then in the middle of the night, nobody's sleeping, we hear this blood-curdling scream. One of the boys was being dragged into the woods by a bear. We were certain of it. And all of the adults, well, most of them, a few of them went under their covers, but the rest of us jumped up and we literally thought we had lost a kid. And listen, we know to never lose one of your kids. Why? Because you lose your tax deductions. Okay? That's all you really care about. No. I mean, seriously, we thought, well, this is it. The scream was so loud. So everyone jumps up and we grab our flashlights and we're looking around. We're trying to figure out what's going on. And it turns out that one of our boys was having a nightmare. And man, all the other kids were giving it to him. But fortunately, I have nightmares and I know exactly what he's going through. And I defended this poor young man. And uh, we all went back to sleep. But I was so thankful in the morning when I saw a hint of light a hint of light in the east. And I said, oh, thank God for light. Because with light, you can see. With light, 
it will show you where you're at, where you're going, what you need to do, how to do it. Light is a precious gift of God. And Jesus cries, if you'll believe in me, you'll believe on him that sent me, I am come as a light into the world. He wants you to abide in, in light and not in darkness. In John 12, verse 47, he continues, and if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. What? For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. Isn't that a wonderful, wonderful line in the Bible? Now, does that mean that people won't be judged? No, 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 no. They will be judged, but they'll be judged by the Father at a future judgment. We'll talk about that in one second. He that rejecteth me, verse 48, and receiveth not my words, hath one that judged him the word that I have spoken. The same shall judge him in the last day. That's why the words of God are so important. The testimony of God is so important. It will convict us. It will convict us of our sin and of future judgment. But Jesus didn't come to judge. He didn't come to damn. He didn't come to condemn. He came to save, which I'm thankful for that because I'm a sinner and I needed to be saved. More about that tomorrow on our Thursday edition of In Grace as we're studying the life of Christ and we're in the last few days of his life and then we know that he is put to death, he's crucified, but then he rises again. And the story continues. We actually have quite a bit more to talk about in the in the ministry of Jesus, so we'll be doing that tomorrow. Don't miss that. And don't forget that In Grace on Wednesdays is on television, Wednesday nights on TBN, or anytime, day or night, on YouTube. So you can watch us on YouTube for free, or you can watch us on TBN for those of you that get TBN, or you can get the TBN app and watch us there as well. TBN is the largest Christian a television network in the world. And so we're excited to be on TBN tonight. And we're going to be featuring Amazing Arches. And that happens to be the same offer we have for you here on the radio. Amazing Arches is a brand new four-part video series where we take you to see some incredible natural rock formations in the east, which is in Kentucky, Red River Gorge. We see a number of beautiful arches and rock formations with Dr. Danny Faulkner. He is an astronomer by his studies. He's a PhD in astronomy, but he is an amateur archer. He loves arches. And so uh, he shows us all the arches of his favorite place in the world, Red River Gorge. And then we take him out to see the beautiful arches out west of Moab and other places. You really need to see this four-part series. You can watch it on television tonight on TBN, anytime on YouTube, or better yet, get the full version on DVD or digital download. We're going to thank those of you that support In Grace with a gift of any amount with this video series, Amazing Arches. And then if your gift is $25 or more, we're going to send you another great four-part video series called Our Amazing Universe, Big Bang or Big God. And that actually does feature Dr. Danny Faulkner as an astronomer. And that is really, really amazing series. You need to get both of these if you can. And remember, your gift goes toward making sure more people hear the gospel through In Grace and our ministries here in radio, television, and streaming. And then don't forget, we also are excited about coming to your area with an event called Gather in Grace. Uh, we're coming to the Wisconsin 
area. Wisconsin is a large area, but those of you that live in southeast Wisconsin, we're going to be coming to Waukesha at the Dayspring Baptist Church in Pewaukee, Wisconsin. And that is this Saturday, January 21st, and we would love to have you there. There's free tickets when you go to our website, ingraceradio.com. I would love to meet you. My wife, Karen, would love to meet you. Our staff, we have people coming to sing. We're going to be bringing you some gifts and some light food. So would you consider honoring us by coming and getting to know us. We would love to get to know you at a gathering grace. For those of you in the Chicago area, we're going to do one the following Saturday, the 28th of January in Downers Grove, Illinois. So again, check out our website, ingraceradio.com for more information. And don't forget to get Amazing Arches, a beautiful new video series. Are you looking for an adventure that will take your breath away? Then check out Ingrace's new series, Amazing Arches, that explores the natural beauty of God's creation. Get your copy of Amazing Arches for a gift of any amount. And when your gift is $25 or more, we'll include the popular video series, Our Awesome Universe, Big Bang or Big God. Call now at 800-78-GRACE. Visit our website at ingraceradio.com or write to us at Ingrace P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on InGrace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. InGrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.